Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that talks not to the employer, not to the manager, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted, here today with Rick Witted, and we just wanted to take this show to answer some of the questions that we've recently been getting in from you guys. That sound good to you, Rick? Sounds like a good plan, Christian. I'm uh, interested to hear what the listeners have been writing in about. I know we can only cover a few, so let's go for it. Any particular themes around the questions? Yes, I find that with most of these questions, we end up with four main themes. That is experience, mentorship, direction, or conflict. And so what I decided to do today is just take one question from each of those four categories and just throw them at you. Yeah, those are those are essential areas to tackle if you're going to uh, have a successful career long term. Let's go. What do you got? So for my first question here, how can I show that I have experience if I don't have direct experience for certain jobs, if I've never held the job before? That's an interesting question. So you don't have the experience. I'm assuming uh, the listener who wrote in, you don't have the experience, but Sounds like something in you makes you believe you can do the job or you're qualified for the job in some way. So I'll answer that in a couple ways. First, intrinsically, what's going on inside of you? If you're thinking that something about something in you is saying, I can do this job, I can do this job, they should just give me the chance, I can do this job, right? And so the first thing I would tell you is that the biggest dragon we all have to slay on the inside of us is impatience. Man, if I had just a penny for every impatient moment I've had over 20 years of a career, I I probably would be halfway wealthy by now. Uh, So I would say step back, even in asking that question, you may feel like you can do it. And the truth is, maybe you can But by the very nature that you haven't had any experience in the job, you've got to realize this. You don't know what you're talking about, at least not completely. And I'm not saying that you can't do the job. I'm not saying that you don't have the fortitude, the attitude, or the intellect to learn and do the job. But what I'm saying is you really can't quantify that question from experience. So so the first thing I'd say, listener, is you've got to have uh, some patience there, right? Because there may be a path that you've got to take to get there. And if you're not willing to go down that path, then although it's something you want to do and some experience you want to eventually have, the biggest thing that will throw you off going down that path and eventually getting the experience you want is impatience. That's the biggest thing you'll battle there. Then I would say, secondly, there are other behaviors that are transferable. But I got to be honest, you know, corporate America, small business America, Main Street USA, 
are not really good at identifying transferable skills that are not technical skills. So I'll give that in another way. If there is a job that requires you building a particular widget, owners and and business leaders are not as good as saying, well, you are really good at working with people in a group setting. One. Two, you are very coachable. And three, and this is a really tough one for, for business leaders, the ability to measure intellect, to say, well, I've seen this person learn this and this and this and other roles. And so they've demonstrated in me the capacity or the ability to learn. Workplace leaders are not as good as that as we should be. So you've got to be aware of that. And maybe you're sensing some of that now. But what you can do is begin to make the current job you have bigger. You know, it's, it's what the whole theory of outgrow your space at work is about. You don't get promoted. You outgrow your space. And when your leaders around you see that, you're asking for more, you're doing more, you're raising your hand more, you're doing your job in, in a much larger way than the job is even required. Then people will begin to say, hey, I got to give this listener here a little bit more to do. I, they're really knocking it out. And if they're doing that for me in that role, imagine what they can do for me in a little larger role. So, so patience is the key here and being willing to start at the bottom. So moving on to the next question here, Rick, from the mentorship category, this listener writes, do I really need a mentor? And here's the example that this listener gives. I've been steadily moving up for the past five years or so, and I seem to be encountering opportunity after opportunity, just picking up the information to do the jobs as I go. Do I really need to go out and find a specific lifelong mentor? Yeah, good question. And the answer is yes, absolutely yes. And you probably already have some around you. This is interesting. There's a stat I can't remember right off the top of my head right now where where I got it from as I was researching um, Outgrow Your Space at Work. But it says less than two out of every 10 workers actually go to a mentor for advice or have a mentor. So we seem to have a do-it-yourself career society today. Our our workers are much, much, much more do-it-yourself than anything. And that makes sense, right? There's things like this show. And there's a ton of other great podcasts that are out there. There are just mountains of books, you know, on leadership. Not as many directly tackling career from the worker on the work floor's perspective like we do on this show and and like Outgrow Your Space at Work will do. But I'll tell you, it is a it is mandatory. Let me tell you why. From from your specific example, listener, you have been moving up and you've ex- experiencing career success like crazy, it sounds like, for the past five years. So I'm just gonna tell you this, right? That's nothing. Five years is nothing. It really isn't. And so uh, let me put that in context. So let's just assume on average you start your career at 21. You graduated college. You started 21. Or maybe you didn't do four years of college and you started earlier, 18, 19, whatever. But on average, let's say you started your career at 21, your professional career. You are going to retire on average 
right around 66. And it's probably later than that. And I'll tell you where I get that from. In a survey of folks that are near retirement age today, they said on average, they will retire around 66. So do the math. 21, 66. When you do a little subtraction there, you get 45 years of a career. And that's why this is called a career path. But so many people focus in intently on what the next two, three to five years are going to produce for me. And, and if, oh man, if things don't happen like we think they should happen in the next three to five years, it's like I'm going nowhere, I'm going backwards. When in truth, five years is not a lot of time. Now, step back and, and find someone who has been on their career path journey for 20 years or 30 years or even 40 years. There are things that you don't know you don't know. And the biggest competitive advantage you could have is to find out not just what you don't know, what you don't even know to ask. And so you should look for mentors. And in chapter six of Outgrow Your Space, I spent a lot of time on finding and keeping a good mentor. So I'm not going to go too far in depth. Uh, You'll have to read the book. It comes out in January. But I'll tell you this. It would be a big mistake To assume because you've had a handful of years of success when in truth your career spans at least 40 to 45 years that you don't need the knowledge or wisdom of those further up the road. You're going to make a mistake and someone has already made that mistake and could have told you textbook what you shouldn't have done and what you should do. Hope that answers your question, listener. So for the third question here. How do I figure out where I want to go or what my ideal job or position is? You know, I I get that question a lot. Let me start it by saying this. How in the world could someone else know what you want to (laughs) do? You can't. And that's something that you've got to figure out for yourself. I'd, I'd love to tell you that there was a different answer, but you have to figure it out for yourself. Now, let me give you some clues on how you can figure that out, right? One, know what your gifts are. What are things you're naturally gifted at, right? Two, know your talents. Know things that you, that you can do well, whether you have gotten those from just practice and refining and experience through the years or if it's a natural gifting. But know your gifts and your talents. Those are things that are very important. And I think the rest of that answer, I'm going to give you a big plug So careerwit.com, career and wit, W-H-I-T-T.com. Now you go there today, there's nothing there but a splash page. But by mid to late November, if you go there, there is going to be a career path assessment that will allow you to figure out how do you define promotion? Said another way, when I get this specific thing, I feel feel like my career is progressing. And if you've listened to me any length of time on the show, then you'll know that I am of the opinion strongly that our careers are much more emotional than they are logical, right? And there's stat upon statistic that will verify and back up what I'm saying to you. You'll have to read Outgrow Your Space to to really see all of that. There's pages of, of just endnotes. But if you are wanting to know 
what path to take or what thing should I be doing, you have to first know what is career progression to me. And that's not just simply a bigger job and a bigger paycheck. It, it has a variety of meanings. There are four core value definitions, and, and, and really there's six because two of those splinter off. So you'll have to wait till uh, mid-November, late November, and go to careerwit.com and take that career path assessment, and it'll help you get started. For our final question here, and this is under that conflict heading that we were talking about earlier, what do I do? if my boss has a temper. And the scenario that the listener gave us here is, if I'm doing well at my job, better than some of my coworkers even, but it seems like my boss is against me, stopping me, stonewalling me, what should I do? Should I stay and tough it out or is it time to look for greener pastures? Um, that's a tough question, and that's really two different questions. The question and the scenario were two very different things. Um, let me give a broad answer based on that last phrase the listener wrote in. There is no such thing as greener pastures. If yours isn't green, you probably aren't watering it with the right things. <laughs> and it's interesting. That I don't want to. This is a, a family friendly show, but let me just put it this way. Um, green grass requires fertilizer, and that's manure, right? And so you're going to put up with manure. You're going to put up with, <laughs> with crap no matter where you go, right? And so uh, what looks green on the other side still requires some level of manure that you have to deal with. And so there is no such thing as greener pastures. There is a such thing as us refining our career green thumb, so to speak, right? Because we have to work at making our career successful. So that's a broad statement I want to make. But let me answer the first part of that question. If your manager has a temper, you know, I stop at the line of human decency and respect. I I'm not going to be cursed out. I'm not going to be belittled and, and beat up with words that are disrespectful. I'm not going to be yelled at. You're not going to treat me like a kid. So if those are some of the things that are happening to you, I would say first and foremost, if there are any HR channels to go talk through that, then you should do that. Secondly, this is where we get back to that last question, mentors become huge. Now imagine had you had a mentor who was experienced and successful that could really help navigate you through this. It's hard to give you a flat answer to that question. Custom tailored. Yeah, it's very hard because it depends on the culture. It depends on what's available to you. If, if, if it's a small business owner and they run the show and it's just them, their HR and everything else, that's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to work through. But again, this is where having mentors become very handy. Listen, if I, I'm not sure if this is a composite of several listeners who wrote in or, or one particular person, but I'd encourage you to shoot me an email at rick at rawitted.com. And if that's your scenario, if you've got a scenario like that, give me a little bit more details and we can talk through how, how to answer that question for you. Um, the, the other piece of that is, you know, the feeling that 
I, my boss is against me. I'm, I'm hitting a wall. I'm, I'm not moving up as fast as I, you know, think I should. Or, you know, I'm or being, they're preventing you from. Right. I'm being held back. Um, probably figured out if you've been listening to this show any length of time. I'm just not a believer of a whole bunch of excuses, right? It is never someone else's fault completely that I have something or uh, or do not have something, right? There is at least their story, my story, and the truth. <laughs> That's usually the case. So what I would say there is um, have you asked specifically what you can do to um, – to move forward, because it sounds like this is a question of someone thinks they're not moving forward and it has to do with the boss. And my first question would be, do you know exactly the bullet points that um, are preventing you from moving forward? And this is where you got to get out of the realm of the head cloud. It's not about what you think here. It's about what you know. And so I would say to you, go back to your boss and say, you know, Mr. Or Mrs. Boss, can you share with me? exactly the things, specific things, if they haven't already done in a review or mid-year or something, can you share with me the specific things that I need to improve on to move up? That's the first part of that. The second part is the most important part and where I lose 90% of the crowd. And can you share with me and level set the time it will take to progress in my career? And the best thing you could do is look out in the workplace and find someone who's been in the job you're in and are now in the job you want and figure out how long it takes. Most of the time people say that question because they have an expectation in their mind of when the progression should have happened. And that may not be a realistic expectation. So you just really need to understand that. Hope that was helpful. Well, listeners, we're at the end of our show time for today, but I'm just going to ask you, Rick, is there anything that you would leave with our listeners for today? Yeah, you know, those are good questions. If there's one high-level theme I think we should leave with, it's that there's a reason it's called a career path. And I've said this over and over again on this show. You have to focus on the path. And, and by definition of that word, it's a journey. It's a process. It takes time. And our careers, our working life, are going to span four decades on average. So don't wrap up everything that you think you are, you know, don't sum up your career over a short span of time. There's a statistic in a Harvard Business Review that said of the top 10 executives at, at the Fortune 100 companies, the top 10 executives there, on average, they've been with the company 17 years. And high-level middle management, on average, they have spent 26 years, 25 to 26 years, progressing through their career to get where they are today. It is a process. It's a journey. And it, a lot of these questions, if you just use that understanding as the filter, you will realize a couple things. One, it's not all over, and it's not all wrapped up in a matter of a few years. And I can't do this by myself long term. I need some help. So that, that would be the biggest takeaway I'd leave. Well, thank you for sharing today, Rick. And listeners, if you have any questions along those lines or really any questions, don't be afraid to check us out at facebook.com forward slash R.A. Witted. 
You can tweet us your question at the handle rawitted, or you can email us at rick at rawitted.com. Finally, as Rick said, be sure to look out for the online career assessment to launch in late November and early December. Thank you for listening in, and we hope you have a blessed week.